This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 66. Brady, I think you've got uh, what the doctors would call doing two podcasts at the same time, itis. So. Or it, stripper voice. <laughs> I like that one too, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you do have all that uh, body glitter on as well, so... Um, no judgment. Hey, we all got to make money, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, are you feeling any better today? Feeling better, not sounding better. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and unfortunately over at Goonies Minute, it's not much better because Chris, our co-host over there just likes to rag on me for every little thing he can. <laughs> and so suddenly he sounds like large Marge, you know, <laughs> anyway, but that's okay. That's how it goes. Well, you want to go ahead and get into the minute? Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw Lex and Tim attempt to hide in their tour vehicle as the T-Rex tested it out to see what it was. At minute number 66, the Rex bumps her nose against the tour vehicle to see what it is. She manages to lift it off onto two wheels. Tim jumps into the back seat and tries to turn off the flashlight. Lex apologizes. At 66.13, we cut to an overhead shot down the Tyrannosaurus Rex's snout. She looks through the pexiglass dome at Tim and Lex fighting over the flashlight. Lex and Tim pause and look up at the Rex. At 66.19, the Rex bursts her nose through the plexiglass dome and nearly crushes both Tim and Lex. At 66.21, we cut to a shot from both Tim and Lex's point of view. The thin layer of glass is the only thing protecting them from the Rex's maw. The Rex again shoves her nose into the vehicle. The Rex roars out of frustration at the situation. At 66.34, we cut to a shot of Grant watching the chaos. Malcolm wipes at the steamed-up car window to get a better look at the action. At 66.38, the Rex smashes her head against the tour vehicle out of frustration. On the second attempt, she manages to flip the car over. Grant leans forward as he watches the chaos. At 66.47, the Rex steps on and begins to crush the vehicle underfoot as she bites away at pieces of the car. She tears at a tire as Tim and Lex attempt to crawl out of the overturned car. And thus ends minute number 66 of Jurassic Park. So do you think at the after the Tyrannosaurus Rex was able to pull that tire off, it was disappointed in the, in the taste of everything? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just, you got to imagine, like, he's also chowing down on uh, all the metal and the piping and everything yeah. under the car, so. Yeah, she tears off the axle and just kind of, like, has it in her mouth, and then, you yeah. know, she reaches over and pulls the tire off. It's funny, because they have the shot of the CG Rex biting down onto the tire and it kind of like gets it twice and the, the movement is so believable you know she's got her front her you know front foot on it kind of oh, yeah, pushing yeah, it in yeah. and it's like you totally buy that it's happening the way she moves and everything uh and then the next shot the tire is kind of like hanging from her teeth you know yeah and then i think a shot or two after that it's gone yeah so it's like, but you know what well, maybe she swallowed it you know yeah. don't they say like sharks like they find all sorts of weird stuff in their stomachs maybe they're just like big sharks goats too or something uh, yeah well yeah. yeah goats i think can actually digest metal i think wow, you know really? what i'm I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a goat doctor. I don't know. I'm just gonna say that. But I am not a goat doctor. Either. It would be really cool though if we had maybe somebody who was an expert in the field of I don't know like dinosaur biology. Like I don't know maybe like a paleontologist or something like that. Stay tuned. Stay okay. Tuned. Uh, Stay tuned very soon. <laughs> but go ahead. Give me give me some of your thoughts on this minute. Yeah. Well, let's see. So uh, yesterday I talked a lot about Stan Winston and the animatronic dinosaurs that he made for the you know specifically the T Rex. That's the minute we're covering. Uh, and almost the sort of like primitive method that he used to uh, construct it. A lot of it involved plywood, which I never would have thought. I would have thought it was just like metal, you know, um, 
So today I want to talk a little bit about uh, the sound design for the T-Rex. Gary Ridstrom was the sound designer for Jurassic Park and did some amazing work. Uh, everybody knows that he pulled little bits and pieces from actual animal sounds to make the dinosaur sounds. Uh, in the case of the T-Rex, it is actually a baby elephant and a baby elephant like squeal, um, an alligator gurgling and a tiger snarl. Really? So it's a bunch of things that you wouldn't think would make this yeah. giant beast roar, but it is. Uh, and I think... What is it for that? Um, the Velociraptors like screech. Yeah, and something like a dolphin and uh, mm-hmm. something else. You can kind of hear the dolphin in that, but the Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex, I can't really identify can't much identify. of that in there. But you know, they they perfected it the first time out. The first time that, that the Tyrannosaurus Rex snarls or roars in this movie, yeah. like you're like, well, that's what a Tyrannosaurus Rex sounds exactly. like. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, all we have now is the skeleton to look at uh, for T Rex, and there's no other way that this thing could sound. Crystal Beth, when we had her on as a guest, said that because these things were probably giant birds. They would just be hopping around like squawking, <laughs> chirping, yeah, yeah sounding like <laughs> pigeons or something. But um, this, for my money, this is uh, okay. For in my expert opinion, this is what these things had to sound like. I just, I don't know. What do you think a Tyrannosaurus mating dance looked like? You know, birds do like mating dances yeah. and stuff. Do you think it'd be a lot of like head motion or tail wagging? You know, or if these things do come from uh, birds, come from dinosaurs. That you would think that's like an a pretty important evolutionary trait that would carry down too. So I don't know. Yeah. And now T Rex doesn't seem that threatening and cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing him like hop around. There's got to be a mating. I think it's a lot of forearm. It's a lot of just little tiny arms wagging at each other. He's got to do yeah. something with them. I think one of the things that really sells the T Rex, uh, well, the dinosaurs in general in this film for me, both CG and the actual puppet di- um, animatronic dinosaurs, is the blinking of the eyes. Uh, and like you said yesterday, the iris kind of coming in and out when it drops down by the window. Yeah. So we also have uh, one of the most effective cuts in the movie. And it's whenever the T-Rex has kind of come up over the car and he's looking down through the bubble. The kids are fighting over the flashlight. There's a little bit of silence that they become aware of and they look up. The movie just kind of just holds for just a second and then boom, right down through the plexiglass uh, on top of the kids, you know, and... So that just that like kind of wavering moment of silence whenever they look up, you know, to see what's about to happen is just so effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever it actually came crashing down through the glass, the plexiglass smashed in half, and you can see it happen in yeah. the movie, and it fell on the kids, and so their screams are actually them like you know terrified because yeah. uh, it's hard to break plexiglass. So for something to actually smash it, that would have had to be a, a tremendous amount of pressure coming down on it. So, you know, the glass actually broke, and that was pretty terrifying. Um, and there's a you know, particularly funny moment here where they cut back to the car with Grant and Malcolm, and you're, the audience is kind of given a little bit of a relief because yeah. we get to laugh at Malcolm, you know, being, being kind of a coward. Because it's so damn intense, people needed a moment to kind of yeah. collect themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of gave me a laugh. And then I always get another laugh whenever the car is flipped over because I, I, I do not know how anyone could have let this slide. Because they had to have noticed this. There's a quick shot of the car flipping over. And in the background, you see that one of the plants is in a... It's a potted plant. And there's a stage light right next to it. Have you ever seen this? No, I haven't. You've never seen this? No, I need to see Give that. Me a Give me okay. Okay. <laughs> like little set pieces just sitting on their side and everything. That is crazy. I've never seen that before. It's so obvious. It takes up the majority of the left-hand side of the screen. Look at that. Wow. 
There's a light, a potted plant. Uh, so this is as the truck is flipping over. It's the moment. Now, I have always noticed this. Let me point this to yeah, you. Yeah, that cord. Yeah, there's like yeah. a cord that I figured was used in the flipping of the car, but it, it's reasonable that it could have something to do with the electric yeah. track that it runs on. Yeah. But this, as I point to the light and the uh, potted yeah. plant, is, wow, that and is I, messy. I don't want, I don't like pointing stuff out like that to people because that might be all they see yeah. from now on. You know, it, it's it's the kind all. of thing that, yeah. like, you, I've never noticed it. I've, see, I've watched this movie for, what is this movie, like 55 years old? <laughs> and I've never seen that. I watch it, like, once yeah. a year. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's what's the timestamp on that, just in case? Let's it's, see. It's... Uh, uh, f- minute 66, and it's about 45 seconds into the minute. So it's as the car is flipping over the left-hand side of the screen, and uh, that's because it's funny because as I point to it, you can see the track goes yeah. along there. So they took the time to put the track in and everything. All you and, gotta do uh-huh. is move this light about a foot over. Yeah, and I mean, how much work could that light have been doing anyway? You know, what the hell? Yeah, the the potted plant I might be able to forgive because it's possible it could have fought potted plants out on that track for ambiance. It kind of hugs the track, so it's like you know. So there's something else we didn't talk about when they when these cars stop. It <laughs> looks like it's in a very narrow jungle area, and then whenever we kick over to this yeah. point and this and coming up in a minute is something that I noticed when I was a kid and it bothered the hell out of me. Uh, when the Tyrannosaurus Rex pushes the car over the side, that's the same area that it came from a minute before, meaning yes. that it was had that there's no way it could have happened like that. So. I tell you what. Maybe in the next minute we can take a little time to go over that because yeah, I have yeah. actually seen someone. Now I know this is someone who oh, wants Lord. to believe, yeah, mental gymnastics, who has mapped this out from like an aerial point of view and said it is possible that the T Rex came from a certain spot and then there is the cliff face right next to that. Well, they should have made that apparent to the audience. They should because have, when I see yeah. the car go back over from the area the Tyrannosaurus Rex came from, the only thing I think is like it had to have been standing right there. And I thought that when I saw when I saw this movie the first time, that was the biggest takeaway. Yeah. Because I also thought Tim was dead. I thought like, oh well, there's no way the kid survived that. So you know, and that's actually what's going on in this minute. As I'm watching this in the theater, I was like, oh my god, are they going to do this? Are they really going to kill the two kids in this movie <laughs> like right now? Like. Yeah. Just because they were in the book doesn't mean that they had to live in the movie. So. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen them switch enough around. But uh, Death what, finds a way. You know, if Tim had died when he went over in the car, what a, like, I prepared out. myself for it when I was watching the movie. Like, I was like, oh, well, that kid's dead. And then, yeah. uh, you know, we got back to the part where, you know, Grant's climbing up the tree. And I was like, oh, well, I yeah. guess he's, something has survived. There you go. Life found a way. Uh, that is all that I have for this minute. Uh, that's all I've got as well. Yeah. Other than the fact that I was kind of watching this, I was thinking the whole time the Tyrannosaurus Rex is a lady Rex. So should she be Tyrannosaurus Regina? See you tomorrow, everybody. All right, folks. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and Twitter.com slash JurassicMinute. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at Patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pele Media and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Pele Media. Yeah.